Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. One of the most frequent questions asked by visitors to Savannah, Georgia, is where to find the park bench where Forrest Gump sat to tell his story. The bench is featured in the opening scenes of the 1994 movie as a feather floats over the skies of the first planned city in America. Savannah, founded in 1733, has a series of neighborhoods centered around 24 squares, And in the center of the downtown historic district is Chippewa Square, where one of pop culture's most famous benches is set. The feather swirls and then lands between the feet of Forrest Gump, who is on a park bench sitting and waiting to tell his story to anyone who sits beside him. He has with him a box of chocolates and a suitcase. He shares the chocolate with strangers, The first person who sits with him ignores his offer, but others listen. The actual bench was a movie prop, and a replica is now in the Savannah History Museum. The bench used in the movie was made out of fiberglass to mimic cement. There's no actual bench at the location where the scenes were filmed. Benches in Chippewa Square are in the interior, not the perimeter, and every year, Countless visitors to Savannah are disappointed that they can't sit on the Forrest Gump bench. 
Four different benches were used during the filming of the movie, and owning memorabilia from the movie was known for a while as Gumpiana. Christie's, the auction house, planned to sell one of the benches in the mid-1990s for an estimated value of between $6,000 and $8,000. The bench may be the most memorable movie bench in film history, and it played a pivotal narrative role in the movie. It was not just a bench, but a platform that enabled the movie audience to get to know Forrest Gump's story and to also get a glimpse of his character. He was the kind of man who spilled his personal life to anyone who sat next to him. In that way, it wasn't just a narrative device, but a stage. The bench was a spotlight that only turned on when someone else was there and the person wasn't alone. Benches are places in public spaces where people can sit by themselves. They are special because they're not just a place to sit. They are spots available to anyone. And that availability turns benches into opportunities for connections. It takes two people sitting on a bench to start a conversation. And those connections may bench, at least for a little while, our loneliness. Who sits in public on a bench? They may be people wanting to be on their own, but it might be someone wanting to talk to someone else, and it may be someone who is there just to listen. Park benches are safe places and spaces anchored in a community. Benches belong to that spot, and by sitting on a bench, it sends a signal to others that when someone sits there, they belong in that space. And if you are in the mood to chat to a stranger or willing to listen to a stranger, benches send a signal that there's an opening for friendship. The Friendship Bench started out as a research project in Zimbabwe with funding from a nonprofit group called Grand Challenges Canada. Dr. Dixon Chimbanda, a psychiatrist who started the project, said the need to find a way for connections to form support was pressing. In a country of 15 million people, there are just 10 practicing psychiatrists and 15 clinical psychologists. The solution was found in park benches and lay healthcare workers known as community grandmothers. The grandmothers delivered cognitive behavioral therapy as lay people there to share and to listen to others in a safe, comfortable environment on wooden benches. Sitting with another human being is the most powerful way of being in the present moment. And when you think about life, life really is about the present moment. It's not about yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. Because when you really think about it, all we have right this minute, you and I are talking, all we have is now. We really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so when you bring two people together on a bench, you bring people into the present moment, into the now moment. And that is, that is powerful. When you sit with someone and you begin communicating, 
its empathy at a level that you don't have in any other way, according to Dr. Chimbanda. It is an entry point to connection and an exit from loneliness. And the easiest way of making people feel respected and understood is by looking at them in the face and engaging them. That is powerful because it brings you into the moment. The minute you bring another human being into the present moment, you have a, a beautiful connection. Since the 10 years when the project first started, here are the results. Improved mental health and fewer cases of depression for those seeking help and less loneliness. More than 40,000 people in Zimbabwe alone have used friendship benches, and the project is now in other countries. There have also been proven benefits for the listeners, the grandmothers who sit on the benches and actively participate with people who sought them out. This model is not only about the grandmothers giving back to their communities, but it's also about strengthening the grandmothers themselves and creating a sense of purpose and improving their mental well-being as well. We also realized, said Dixon Chimbanda, that the grandmothers who are involved in friendship benches through all of this work have lower rates of other non-communicable diseases such as diabetes and hypertension. They're all lessons they're picking up from observing because they've had a cohort of grandmothers who have been working with them since 2006. The act of listening and being there for those who need their support actually improved both lives. My sort of hypothesis was surely these grandmothers who are exposed to so much trauma every time they have to sit down to listen to people's challenges, people's traumatic stories, people who are lonely, people who are depressed, people who are HIV positive, you know, people who are going through divorce or are in, in relationships that are abusive. One would think that that would affect them, but actually it makes them stronger. And one of the things that we, we then did when we figured out that this is what was happening, we went deeper to find out what were the stories that were emerging from the grandmothers. What was it about this work that was making them better than other grandmothers with similar sociodemographics in their community? And it is that sense of purpose Dr. Chimbata found. The work gives them meaning. And according to the grandmothers, when they have that, they thrive both mentally and physically. The need for the friendship benches didn't change during the pandemic. In fact, it became even more urgent. And Dr. Chimbanda says they came up with protocols for how to sit on the bench and how to have a mask on during the conversations. And early studies found that the grandmothers, who were the support systems for those needing to be listened to on friendship benches, are surviving COVID-19 in higher numbers than the elderly in similar demographics. Every time a grandmother is lost, for me, it's very personal because I have, over the years, become a part of their story. And the stories that we share with the grandmothers define who I have become. I've learned a lot from the grandmothers, particularly how to be a good psychiatrist. You know, I have learned more from the grandmothers than I learned 
at medical school when I was training to be a medical doctor and later on training to be a psychiatrist. For instance, one of the key lessons I've picked up from the grandmothers is the value of showing and sharing your vulnerability as a human being, particularly in therapy. In his medical training, Dr. Chimbanda said in psychiatry he was taught to create a distance between the therapist and the client, to present himself always and only as an authority figure. And the grandmothers told me that if you really want to heal people, never present yourself as a figure of authority, but rather present yourself as a sentient being that is vulnerable like anybody else, everybody else out there. And that has so much power. And I've, I've realized that by, by sharing my vulnerabilities, I have become a, a better psychiatrist. All of the grandmothers have this wealth of wisdom that is rooted in the local culture. And Dr. Chimbanda says one of the most valuable things any of us can do is to appreciate that every culture under the sun has the capacity to teach us a piece of profound wisdom if we open our eyes, open our hearts, and listen to each other. The grandmothers taught him what the world needs today is for all of us to learn from others by sitting down with another person and beginning a conversation. Take a seat. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're enjoying this episode, you may also like People Walkers, Taking Steps to Heal Loneliness, Season 1, Episode 7. You can find it wherever you like to listen or download your pods. Have you ever noticed the body language of people sitting on a bench? You don't face the other person. Benches discourage you from conversing with someone else because it encourages you to face forward instead. But that can be a good thing, Dr. Chimbanda believes. When you first engage on a bench, sometimes it becomes a little bit awkward or clumsy when you're meeting for the first time to immediately be looking at each other face to face. And you often see the grandmothers with their clients as the sessions progress There's that body movement where you can actually, on a bench, look at each other and actually communicate facing each other. And this is what I like about it. Strangers can sit on benches and become friends. And benches are also places where people remember. And remembering leads to sharing, which can bring people hope. The Netflix series Afterlife features actor and comedian Ricky Gervais as Tony, a man in sorrow and grieving for his wife, Lisa. Tony, a grumpy man, takes his grief out on trying to make those around him miserable, and he often sits on a bench at the gravestone of his wife. There he meets someone who, instead of making those around her miserable in her grief, as she sits in front of her husband's marker, listens to Tony. For Tony, the bench is a place to reflect, share, and listen to someone else. Eventually, he begins to find hope for a future without Lisa. To launch season three, which began in January 2022, Netflix launched a creative campaign on a simple premise, using benches to support the idea that for anyone struggling in the community, sitting on a bench might help. Netflix donated 25 benches to local councils around the UK to create spaces where anyone can sit, reflect, and find peace. A place to sit shoulder to shoulder with someone and get things off your chest. Benches were placed in locations including Bath, Birmingham, Glasgow, Liverpool, Taunton, and Surrey Heath. The benches were commissioned with support from suicide prevention charity, Calm which offers help, advice, and information. And each bench is inscribed with the crucial line from the show, hope is everything. The benches also feature a unique QR code that takes users to crisis resources, alongside the message, life can be tough, but there's always hope. Campaign against living miserably, calm is by your side. Benches provide hope.
there are often plaques on benches as dedications. They've been put up there as a sign of the passing of a loved one. One dedication reads, for Barney, who was a bad dog, but a good boy, and very much loved. Some are humorous and mark significant moments, like this one that says, on September the 2nd, 2019, four dogs in quick succession peed on one woman. Others, ironic, like this one in Manchester, England. I'm still alive. I just like this bench. One of the loneliest plaques was this, Memorial to the Unknown Husband, often imagined, much desired, never found. Character actor Steve Buscemi has a particular fondness of benches and talking. One of my favorite episodes in The Sopranos, where Buscemi appeared in season five, was called A Regular Around the Margins. Tony Soprano is about to pull the trigger and kill his nephew, Christopher, because of a miscommunication. And it's an extreme miscommunication over a car accident in the middle of the night that leads to mistrust and rage. But Tony Blundetto, Buscemi's character, steps in and urges his cousin to take another tack. Let's try it my way, he says. They end up sitting in the back of a car, and they bring in a doctor to explain the medical reason why the incident had to have happened the way it did. Somehow, facing forward, listening to a person talk, changes Christopher's mind, and the anger starts to leave. In listening to a person beside him, he doesn't have to be confronted, and he doesn't have to argue. Not having to be face-to-face with his antagonist enables him to shift his thoughts. Christopher starts to believe in the facts that have been presented to him by the person next to him, who's not looking at him, and the tension that has lingered is diffused. A few years later, Steve Buscemi hosted a web series on AOL called Park Bench, the show, in which he sits on New York park benches and chats with famous people. Buscemi, who directed the 10 to 12 minute segments, calls it not just a talk show to the skepticism of one of his guests, Chris Rock, who says there's way too many talk shows already out there. His show will be different, Buscemi says. Park Bench with Steve Buscemi will be a talking show. So unlike those other shows, you've got an ING, Chris Rock concludes, still not convinced. It was a peek into the off-screen life of Steve Buscemi, where he helps drivers parallel park their cars, and he goes and picks up garbage, and then he has conversations on park benches with celebrities like Elvis Costello and Fred Armisen and Rosie Perez. Park Bench, the show, was built as a great place to sit and be. Park benches can be vital places for people to connect, but developers and others can sometimes see them as undesirable locations in public spaces, which can promote antisocial behavior. In major urban cities, some park benches and sitting areas are specifically designed to prevent people from sitting too long or have been retrofitted with metal bars spaced as dividers to discourage people from lying down or using them as play areas, 
or for activities like skateboarding. Many bus stop benches are divided that way. And in the beginning days of COVID, city officials used yellow tape to block off people from using park benches as a preventative measure to discourage people from sitting too closely together. When she was practicing as a landscape architect, Claire Rishbeth began noticing a disconnect between theory and practice. A lot of our emphasis is on creating places that are welcoming for people, that people feel they can spend time outside and hang out. That's kind of core part of our theory, I suppose, of what makes a good place. In practice, what practitioners were finding was that clients were often very wary, depending on the location, about providing opportunities for people to hang out, which essentially means they were worried about benches because their antisocial behaviour because of sort of undesirable qualities. So that there was this kind of tension that I was noticing between what was happening in practice and what our kind of our discipline believes. Now as a professor in the Department of Landscape at the University of Sheffield, she teaches her students that benches are crucial places in critically important public spaces. People spend time in public spaces to actively improve their own quality of life. And in a study, Professor Rishbeth and her researchers found that benches are vital for mental health and social inclusion. Benches are a place to park loneliness. As her research found, bench space gives anyone who uses them the chance to mull, to sort out their day, and being there affords people who may not have another place to go a sense of feeling free. Sitting in a public place is a form of restoration, which combines mental processing with the welcome distraction of people watching. Solitude is often overlaid with sociability, with informal, loose, spur-of-the-moment meetings, as well as pre-arranged get-togethers. They're especially important for those largely marginalized from work, education, or other leisure locations. Not everyone can afford a coffee and a place to sit inside. But for the lonely and the bored, sitting outside allows for a sense of belonging in their community and an undemanding participation. You know, everyone's human. Everybody probably has a sense of what they think is good about life. So I think being able to talk through the value of benches and and be kind of clear about them as a social good, or even just not to talk about benches, talk about spending time outside and what spending time means for different people, especially quite often people marginalised from other places, which was part of the sort of findings of our search. Or talking about elderly people is always a really good one because almost everybody knows someone in their family or their friends who is an older person who would have trouble even moving around for any distance without being able to sit down. In a short documentary made by Esther Johnson called Alone Together, The Social Life of Benches, which Professor Rishbeth was involved in, time spent in two public spaces in London, General Gordon Square in Woolwich and St. Helier Open Space, Sutton, showed an intriguing mix of demographics. There were teenagers and young adults gathered, complaining good-naturedly about the big screen TV in the square, not showing any football and only the news. There were large fluid friendship groups, caregivers for children and elderly and adults with disabilities, groups of elderly Nepali migrants and middle-aged and elderly men who were unemployed or alcohol dependent. 
There were parents of young children, young women with their dogs. There were long-term users and shorter-stay park bench users, like ambulance workers having a snatched quiet moment in their hectic day, a girl texting before getting on a bus, or an elderly person needing to rest for a bit en route to the local shops that day. There's meaning in sitting in a public place, and many of us may not realize, says Professor Rishbeth, that not everyone feels like they have the power to sit and to not be judged. Walking is seen as a neutral activity for many refugees or migrants or people who feel like they don't belong. But many people she talked to in her research were worried that sitting on a bench could be seen by others as a state of inertia, of laziness. And some of the older women from Nepal told the filmmaker and researchers that back home there were no public spaces like what they had in London. If there was empty land, they said, people wanted to farm it or do something with it to give themselves a better life. To sit with others in a public space for no other purpose than to have a place to gather has value. They are opportunities for anyone and everyone to feel like there is a possibility to connect with anyone and everyone. of sitting can mean different things to people. For some, it may be a sign that they're longing to connect with someone else and hope to strike up conversations. A bench by design is meant for more than one person. It is a platform for creating space for people to share their stories, a platform for people to connect, and a platform to bring people into the present moment. There's something democratic about benches that anyone can use, believes landscape architect Claire Rishbeth, and that makes them valuable. If Professor Rishbeth can design a perfect bench in the perfect setting, she wouldn't. Benches should be commonplace. There shouldn't need to be a glamorous location for them to exist. Benches are a leading character in the Ricky Gervais Netflix show, Afterlife by being a supporting character. On social media, fans of the show have been posting photos of their favorite benches. And if Dr. Dixon Chimbata could design his perfect bench, it would have just a few specifications, safe enough for people to be together and able to talk and hear each other. There are also places where sitting in them and giving support to someone else has health benefits to the giver not just the receiver, like the grandmothers involved in Zimbabwe's friendship benches. Dr. Chimbanda's ideal bench would be a place that makes us feel safe and comfortable, where we want to connect over a bit of shared humanity, even if it's just to talk about the weather. Benches are bridges between those eager to chat and those wanting to just listen. When we sit on a bench, we're indicating we're part of a world that maybe we feel too lonely or afraid to fully participate in. But we still want to be engaged in our surroundings, even if it's just to observe from the side. 
by the simple act of sitting down on a bench, we're saying we want to be part of present life, and we're interested in the lives of others around us. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly, sound engineer Jeff Devine, theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre, producers Allison Pinches and Guillermo Serrano. I'm the host and writer, Peg Fall. My favorite bench is on the seawall in Vancouver. See a photo of it on our social media, at apostrophe pod, and please share with us your favorite bench in the world. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.